Hello there, and welcome to the Marketing SOS Show. I'm your host, Derek Yee. And here on the Marketing SOS Show, what we do every episode is I take questions from listeners like you who might have problems or issues or questions in the realms of marketing or business, and I'm here to help in whatever way I can. Now, the format of the show may change here in 2020 just a little bit to allow more of a two-way dialogue. Now, while I think it is fantastic that I get the opportunity to help so many people with their marketing questions, I think another opportunity is to help educate people. And I can do that by having interesting conversations with experts from different marketing companies, people with just vastly different experiences than my own, to help give you more value and more insights. So look for that coming up here in 2020. But in this episode, we have a question from Cliff, who is experiencing high levels of frustration with his clients and is looking for a way out or looking for a a way to resolve these problems. So let's hear from Cliff just after this. Cliff writes, Hey Eric, how do I better contain my anger and avoid murdering my clients? As a professional, I believe it's right to say what your experience and knowledge tells you, even if it is easier to shut up and do what others expect. But what is the point of doing what others want? If they weren't looking for a different way or opinion, they wouldn't be coming to you. Cliff. Well, Cliff, uh, first of all, it probably goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, definitely don't murder anyone. I never recommend murder. So definitely avoid that. But I get the situation. I get the feeling, the frustration, the pent-up anger, the feeling you're talking to a brick wall and not making any progress or making progress in the wrong direction. So a couple of practical tips to better contain your anger. You shouldn't contain it. You shouldn't bottle it up. You still need to control it. You have to find a healthy way to deal with it, a healthy outlet. I'm sure you all know this. But I'll just say it anyways. Look at meditation, breathing exercises, and just excusing yourself from the situations if it's possible. Now, if you're one-on-one with the client, that might be a little tough. But maybe mentally check out. Now, one thing that has helped me in situations like this is reframing or recontextualizing the situation. For example, if you're in a client meeting and getting upset... Just think of where you'll be in five years and if this meeting will still make you as angry then as it does in the moment. It likely won't and it'll hopefully help you see that this meeting isn't worth getting angry about in the grand scheme of your life. Now at the end of the day, some clients just aren't a good fit. You have two options on the table here all depending on your billables and the amount of other clients you have and how easily you can acquire new clients. You can either continue to do things the way they are or fire your client. Keeping a client keeps a source of income, but you do need to look at the time and effort you and your team are investing. Is there a lot of revisions and rework or mental exhaustion from fighting with your clients? Would your time be better spent chasing new clients or doing other work for easier clients? Perhaps respectfully suggest that this client finds a new marketing agency to work with. Who knows? Maybe you know someone in the area, or maybe you could find another agency in the area that'd be happy to take on a new client 
and you can make some kind of referral fee from them. Now, if they don't take the suggestion to go fly a kite and find a new agency, either plainly tell them that you are no longer going to work together and void their contract, or figure out how much you need to be paid in order to keep putting up with bad clients and keep upping their rate. And if you really want to push them out the door and you don't want to take their money, just keep upping their rate until they leave on their own. Now, look at your favorite clients and make them an offer for referrals. Good people typically run with other good people. So you may be able to get better clients more in line with what you want from your existing good clients. And one thing to remember here when you work with any kind of client business, when onboarding a new client, ensure how you plan to work together is very clear. Set up the objectives and draw a clear line in the sand where each team's responsibilities and decision makings lie. So Cliff, thank you so much for the question. It's not one that we typically get on the show, but it's definitely one that permeates life, permeates corporate work culture, small work, small business culture, and what you're dealing with working with clients. It's all a matter of not having clear expectations or you and one party just not being a good fit or just poor communication in between the teams. And things can change over time. Even if you have the best communication. The person you deal with at the company, they leave, someone new comes along with new ideas, new ways of doing things, and there's going to be a clash. And it's how you work through those things or decide to move on from those things that are going to matter. Now, it seems weird, you know, the idea of firing a client, but life is short. You only have so much mental capacity and so much brain power. You don't want to run on a hamster wheel for someone who's not going to listen and just going to make your life frustrating. This is especially true if it's frustrating your team to the point where they might consider going elsewhere just to avoid dealing with this client. Put yourself, your mental health, and your team and team's mental health first. Hopefully you can afford to fire a client. Otherwise, you're going to have to find some other way of working this out for yourself. Through communication or through a heart-to-heart conversation where you outline all these things and get to the root of your problem. I've been reminded a lot lately how important communication and setting expectations are and following through on what you promise to do. Communication is one of those things that everyone thinks they're good at, but no one really is as good as I think they are. Communication is an intentional thing. I think it's something we can all improve and be better about. I know for sure I have lots of areas to improve in terms of communication in my personal life and professional life. So use that as one takeaway from the show, is how you communicate with others. I think overly communicating is always a good practice as well as not reading too much into the lack of communication from others. Sure, there may be times when someone's ignoring you or not messaging you back for specific reasons, but most of the time, everyone's just too busy. They forget. So it's up to you to extend the lifeline out there and try to keep that relationship, that conversation, that project going. And with that, it's time to wrap the show up. So thank you so much for listening. If you have the time, please leave us a ratings interview on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you use. It really does go along with help building up the show. And we appreciate that so much here on the show. So thank you again for listening. And until next time, my name is Eric Yee, and we'll talk again soon.